Alright y'all, what's poppin' man? It's your boy Dylan Delworth, aka Dylan CBE man I'm back with another episode of The Real Deal uh, You know, this is episode 2 man And I don't know if y'all can obviously tell But, um, you know, I'm, I have way more energy than the first episode Mainly because I got a good night's sleep And then uh, I'm recording this like 2 hours before the last episode So, um you know, we just gonna get right into it, man. For those of y'all that don't know, the real deal, uh, R E E L, space D Y L. Uh, this is my solo podcast. You know what I'm saying? Currently in quarantine right now. Uh, as you know, you know, uh, just me. And I'm just gonna talk about, you know, stuff that we want to talk about. Mainly film and television, uh, related. That's gonna be the main focus. Also, a little bit of music. Uh, and a little bit of sports, but there's nothing going on in the sports section right now. So, um, you know, just going to get right into it, man. And uh, last week, man, I had a uh, had a bottle of water that I was uh, sipping on. But uh, this week, you know, I got a, a mug filled with a with a beverage. You know, uh, so. Yeah, man, without further ado, man, because I already wasted a minute, about a minute and a half of y'all time. So, man, let's hop right into it. So, with the, you know, the film section. Uh, So, updates on the feature that I am developing. So, I finished Act 1. So, I finished Act 1, and I sent it out uh, to feedback, uh, to get feedback. Um, So, I'm just waiting feedback on that. And, um... And before that, because last episode, all I told y'all was just, it was, uh, I was just developing and I was going to give y'all updates. So basically what happened up to, uh, this point up to the, me completing the first act was I had, um, typed up the first 10 pages and I sent out the first 10 pages, uh, out for feedback and, uh, so I got feedback on that. You know, there were questions about like, you know, what's going to be you know, the end of act one, this, then the third, like, you know, I'm just answering the questions that they had. And, um, you know, long story short, uh, the main points of feedback from everybody was there need to be more tension and conflict between my main character and another character. Uh, I don't want to get into two specifics cause I, I plan on having this made and I don't want, uh, you know, I ain't trying to put spoilers out there for my own movie that, you know, hasn't even been, you know, just, I ain't trying to spoil it. Okay. Um, and also they said the point of no return or the end of act one needs to be uh, more serious. It needs to be more of a, I can't turn away from this moment. So, uh, that's was the, the like two big pieces of, uh, feedback and and so I did that I went back to the outline I wrote uh, for the whole thing and um I uh, was and I made some changes so that is what is going on uh, with that so um the thing that's not sitting right with me about uh about the first act is well first of all i'm like i believe in you're your own worst uh worst critic because you know i do that all the time and so something that may not sit right with me may be good for 
uh, you know, somebody else because I can understand it all day long. But at the end of the day, if the audience doesn't understand it, then I basically failed because they're the ones that's going to be watching the movie or reading the script. You know what I mean? So, um, but uh, I feel like for me, the mistake I made with this uh, was I feel like I pulled a Game of Thrones. For those of y'all that didn't watch Game of Thrones or don't know the whole fiasco of Game of Thrones is basically what I did was I was like, okay, I know what the point of no return is going to be. And act one is going to end like this. And, uh, and I was like, it doesn't matter how I get to this point, as long as it gets to that point. And I feel like I didn't make the process of getting to that point natural enough. It seems, I feel like I forced that outcome instead of it, letting it happen and flow. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like I didn't make it natural enough and it's not flowing right. But until I get other people's feedback or some fresh eyes on it, uh, you, you know, you're never going to know. Um, so uh, that is that. So at this point, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, my God. I don't know what that voice crack was. But um, at this point, I'm just waiting on uh, feedback. Uh, so why does my voice keep cracking? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, oh, my know what one take that's all we doing that's all we doing one take <laughs> one take that's all we doing man uh so at this point i'm just waiting on feedback um i know my homie frankie uh is gonna give me some feedback on it and he actually sent me the first act of his script that he's working on so we're gonna read each other's script uh send each other feedback uh so yeah that's just one of the people i'm getting feedback from and yeah, so I will let y'all know. Um, I'll definitely update y'all. I'll just let y'all know next uh, episode if the feedback has uh, came back or not. So uh, that's the update on the script. So take a sip of this drink before I move on to the uh, Netflix documentary that I watched. Hold on. All right. <clears throat> moving on so there is a netflix documentary that i watched this past week that's called la originals now it's about uh, mr cartoon and estevan oriel uh basically like their come up and what they contributed to the culture um them capturing the culture and their importance to uh to uh, la you know what i'm saying not only to la but the hip-hop culture the art culture tattoo culture and photography um so now uh long story short uh, i liked it i'm not big on a i'm not big on documentaries i enjoy documentaries i've made i made two of them myself uh so you know i like documentaries and i feel like you know the documentary style is something that i would like to implement into my own work it's just i have a hard time watching documentaries if it's not in a subject matter that i'm interested in so that is my problem with documentaries but you know i saw it it was a documentary and i was la originals i was like all right what is this about i read it i was like i bet i'm like it's over some of over multiple things that i'm interested in so uh so yeah so i really liked it you know seeing everything that was going on during that time mr cartoon then estevan's uh story and then, like, just looking at realizing how much of the culture that came from them 
and you see like the impact uh, of it. You know, it's it's really uh, it's really crazy just seeing their story there come up and all the stuff. Um, so, oh yeah, so I enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend it if you're interested in kind of like urban and hip hop photography, um, art, hip hop tattoos. Um, I would recommend it to you, or if you just want to learn more about this West Coast LA culture that they played a, a part of, then I would definitely watch it there. Or if you're just interested in Mr. Cartoon or Esteban Oriole, then you know, recommend it. Uh, it is a Netflix original, so you will need Netflix to watch it. Um, you can watch it by other means. I am not recommending it, but watch it on Netflix. Uh, so yeah, so. Uh, that is that. I'm gonna move on for that because I feel like uh, I was just repeating myself. So now uh, I'm gonna move on to the TV section of the show, man. Hold on, let me take another sip. Hold on. All right. TV section, man. So um, I've been going through the different services. And I'm like, man, what am I going to watch? Because uh, I finished the last show that I completed was Hunters on Amazon Prime Video. That is really good. I recommend it. Uh, I might talk about it next episode. Um, uh, talk about it next episode uh, since I haven't talked about it on any of the podcast feeds yet. So, uh, you know, I might put it on the show notes for next episode. But. As far as what I plan on watching coming up, um, I don't know when. I didn't know season three of Future Man came out. I am uh, slacking, so I'm gonna watch Future Man. Um, I, honestly, it's been so long since I watched the show. I can't even remember if I watched season two or not. Uh, so I'm at the research and see where I'm at in that. I think I watched season two. I think I'll watch season two. Um, but, you know, either way, um, picking up where I left off on Future Man, and I'm going to plan on watching that. And I also plan on watching Snowfall. That is a show that I keep hearing a lot of people talk about. A lot of people talk about how great it is. And I've seen, like, podcasts that are dedicated to Snowfall. And I was like, all right, man, I got to I got to see what's what's going on, man. So I got that. Uh, so I'm planning on watching Snowfall. I'm starting from the very beginning. So. Um, so uh, let me see how many seasons of Snowfall is there? Because I because I remember when um, when promos were first starting for the show and. Uh, when promos were first starting for the show, and I know, um, dang, uh, John Singleton had a play in creating the show, so it started in 2017. There are three seasons, okay, so nah, not that three seasons, so I don't got that much to catch up on. All right, so but that's what I plan on watching now. What I am currently watching, uh, I picked back up. On my block, season three came out. Uh, I stopped kind of like halfway through season two. I left off of season two, episode four, um, mainly because when I when I, I binge watched the first season, 
and then I was binging the second one, and two things happened. One, uh, I didn't my free time uh, went away, and then number two, there was no word on season three at the time, so I stopped watching it. And now season three is here, and On My Block is such a good show. On My Block is such a good show. I definitely uh, recommend it. And uh, so I picked back up season two, episode four. I'm going to finish season two. I'm going to watch season three. So that is what I'm on uh, right now. And then after that, then I'm going to go into the, you know, Future Man and Snowfall and see what's up with those. But on my block, I definitely recommend it. Another Netflix original. Man, hey, you know how big this show would be if Netflix actually promoted this show, dog? Like, because... You know, they, they did the little thing when it first came out with season one. And then you're like, okay, on my block, you know, sound cool, whatever. And then after that, it, they just let it fly under the radar. So if Netflix actually promoted this show, yo, like if they like if they actually promoted this show, bro, they could have another like hit banger on their hands, bro. Like, no, like no cap. All right. Um, yeah, on my block. Uh, going to finish it up. And then uh, I'm. I'll do a follow-up with On My Block once I uh, finish. Uh, I'm not going to say when I finish season three. I'm going to say when I finish season two. So I'm going to follow up when I finish season two, let y'all know what's up. Uh, I'll do my uh, expectations I have for season three, and then it go from there. man. So next, we're going to hop into uh, this music section, and then uh, I'm going to hop up on out of here man we at the 13 and a half minute mark okay i'm doing good on i'm doing good on time man because uh you know once i get done with this i'm gonna finish off uh, my drink and i'm going to bed um so yeah uh boom all right so music man uh whoo man 2020 has been fire for music i ain't gonna lie to you man all right uh so Roddy Rich's Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. I know this came out in December 2019, but it only lived in 2019 for like a week and a half. And then the box didn't start popping off until 2020 anyway. So uh, I'm going to chalk it up as a 2020 release. So, um, but yeah, I've been bumping this album for a minute. Uh, so quick backstory. I first discovered Roddy Rich through uh, Meek Mill uh, back when they was uh, hanging uh, hanging together, um, and and then I saw him again when his video went viral on Instagram of him singing every season with the guy with the ukulele. Yeah, but the guy with the ukulele, I don't know his name, uh, but and then I saw him again, and then I saw he had an album coming out, Feet the Streets Two. I listened to it and I liked it. I I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, I picked uh, my favorite songs from it, added it to my playlist, and then uh, kind of kept it moving. And then I saw him pop up again on Instagram, and it was the video of his concert in London where the crowd was singing the song uh, Die Young, and they were bro, they were yelling it. They were in the zone, and the music wasn't even playing. They were singing it word for word without the music playing, and Roddy wasn't even, like, you know, Roddy was just up there, man. So I was like, yo. I was like, damn, bro. He really got the potential to be big and stick around. Because last time I saw something like that was when uh, Lil Uzi Vert performed Money Longer for the first time in 2016. Uh, so, you know, that's the same energy that I got from that. So, uh, you know. And then, of course, uh, you know, 
got the Meek Mill cosign. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, he got to be lit if he got the Meek Mill cosign. So, all right. And then, so, this album, please excuse me for being antisocial, man. I'm telling y'all right now, this is it. This is it, man. So, uh, you definitely hear the future and the Young Thug influence. Uh, you know, that doesn't bother me. Um and you know on the intro you definitely hear the dreams and nightmares kind of like inspiration from it uh but you know that doesn't bother me either man the, the songs slap man the songs slap uh you can tell that this album was uh cured yeah excuse me you can tell that this album was curated really well um really well and you know and Brody has everything on here he got the he has everything from the turn up to the real shit So uh, excuse my language <laughs> uh, He got everything from the turn up to the real stuff Man so And uh, Most importantly And I feel like most importantly Like when you're listening to the songs That's not the serious Deep and reflective songs You can tell that he's really having fun With this man so you know, like on the like on the intro song, bro. Like when the when the beat about to switch, when he's like, I've been like I've been counting up the bad, yeah, yeah. Like you can tell, like he's in the booth, happy, smiling, saying it, turning it up. Like you know what I'm saying in the box, he's like pull up the whole damn seal. I'ma get lazy. Like you can tell he's having a good time, having fun. He's really enjoying what he's doing, and um, so yeah. So this is it. Um, I feel like Roddy has found his sound. He found his lane. And, you know, the future is looking bright for him, man. So, uh, just so y'all know, man, this uh, this album is getting my cosign. This is, that album is the real deal. So, yeah, and before I move on, my favorite tracks from the album. I have Intro, The Box, Big Stepper, God's Eye, Peter. And War Baby. So those are my favorite tracks from there. So next, uh, I discovered this artist recently. He's been around for for a while, but I'm not really uh, too in tune with the the Detroit uh, rap culture. So Uh, this guy's name is Payroll Giovanni. So I came across him because he's on T Grizzly's new song, Payroll. And uh, he went in, so I put his name in the Apple Music search. I'm like trying to figure out who he is. Uh, you know, he's really big around Detroit, so you know I'm not tapped in with the Detroit rap scene, so I don't really know uh, like what's going on up there. Um, so, and then on Apple Music, he's got albums going all the way back to 2013. So I'm super late to the party. So, um, uh, so you know, he's been around. Uh, I'm just late. And so I listened to his most recent album, No Validation Necessary. It came out in 2019. And now, um, I'm going to tell you this up front, man. His music is not for everybody. If you, excuse me, uh, if you want that slapping bass, that flexing, that real talk, then, man, his music is for you. Like, he makes that, like, go get a bag music. Like, he makes that music. That makes you want to get up and hustle or go up and get some money. Like, you know what I mean? That's the type of music that he make. Like, he make that, like, hustling music. You know what I mean? So, um, it's not that long. It's 11 songs. Uh, the album is 
38 minutes in length. Uh, so, yeah, man, if you need that, like, if you need that slapping bass, you know, matter of fact, bro, like, if you in the car and you need to, like, get hype or you on your way to work and you need, uh, like, and you on your way to work and you need to pick me up, then put on, like, put on some, play, bleh, and put on some payroll Giovanni. Now, all right, uh, my favorite tracks from the album, I have uh, My Life, Nothing to Something, Chain on My Dresser, Validation, and Hobby. All right, now I got a lot to say about uh, this last part, and then I'm going to hop up on out of here, man. What's we at? Uh, the 20, 20 and a half minute mark. All right, man, I'm finna take a big sip of this, and then I'm again to this last one, and then we're going to hop up on out of here. Hold on. All right, <clears throat> Tory Lanes and this new Toronto three, bro. Th- this is it. This is it, bro. Okay, so, all right, so, uh, quick backstory, man. I have been listening to Tory Lanes since about 2013. I first, uh, uh, was because I first heard of him because he had uh he was on Dream Chasers three he was on that effing with me song on Dream Chasers three, uh, so that's where I first saw the name Tory Lanez and then I saw him uh again a couple times before uh say it uh came out and then so you know I've been following him for a minute um but yeah so but into this album man so the new Toronto three man this is the third installment. And this amazing series, man, is here. Uh, For those of y'all that's not familiar with the New Toronto series, it's a series uh, that he started a little while ago, and he would drop it at the same time as the Chicks Tape series. So every Christmas or New Year around that time, uh, he would drop a Chicks Tape and a New Toronto Tape. So... Uh, you got Chicks Tape 3, and then that came out with the new Toronto. And then Chicks Tape 4 came out at the same time as the new Toronto 2. Um, so, you know, and he dropped those two at the same time so he can satisfy both sides of his fan base, the R&B and soul and pop side of his fan base, and then the hip-hop rap uh, side of his fan base. So Chicks Tape 5 came out, and then I was I was low-key checking for the new Toronto 3 because I'm like, yo, where, where's the set? Because, you know, he usually drop them at the same time. Um, so, but at the Chicks Tape 5, man, um, Tori got into it with Interscope, and then, uh, that situation cooled down, and, uh, now we assume it, uh, that it was about his deal, so now he's out of his deal with Interscope, um, so, you know, he came out and said that the new Toronto 3 would be his last project under Interscope, so, I was kind of worried about this announcement because I'm like, yo, I'm like, are we going to get some fire? Are we going to get some fuego? Or are we going to get something that's just thrown together that he's just going to put out just so he can get out of his deal with Interscope? So that's what I was worried about. Um, But about, it was like a week and a half, two weeks before, uh, let's go before the new Toronto 3 came out, uh, he actually went on Instagram Live long story short uh he was saying that he was going back to the like the dark gritty sound with the choirs and the deep voice like he had on the first two and now he had on lydia again 
and that he linked back up with Play Picasso. The and but the the OG Tory Lanez fans know who that is, man. Play Picasso, that that dude, man. Really dresses in lit, uh, bro. Real addresses, Lord knows all the chicks tapes one and two. Yo, I mean not chicks tapes one and two. The new Toronto one and two. Um, but, uh, but you know, back to the thing, man. He said that he was taking all his pain and all the stuff he went through and that he's currently going through, and he's putting it on the album. Uh, so you know, and fast forward, man, we have it. Oh my, we have it. I'm not gonna lie, Tory Lanez, he blew me away with this one. He he really did. He really did. I ain't gonna lie. Hold on, let me take another sip real quick. Hold on. So man, yo, the new Toronto three. This is better than the first two combined, man. He snapped on this, man. He took everything that made the first two successful. And he added the bars, the flows, and all the new stuff that uh, that he's been doing, man. So this this album is this album mixtape, however you want to call it. This is sixteen tracks and forty four minutes long, bro, of straight fire, man. Straight fire. Now, I've been listening to this album. When I say I've been listening to this album nonstop all week, I've been listening to it nonstop all week, man. And like when it comes to like the favorite tracks, man, I was like, yo, I like all of the songs, man. Like I can't name a song that I don't like on like on this album. I'm being dead ass serious right now. But uh, if I had to recommend, if I had to recommend some, uh, the top three that I would recommend. Now these for those of y'all that want to know Tory Lanez's lyrical ability and just want to see him like spaz. Like sparing nothing straight bars and bars and flow, then um, stupid again, dope boy's diary and accidents happen. Those are the three that I recommend if you want like spaz and no holes bars straight bars 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 and a crazy flow, um and just storytelling and introspective stuff like like you know it's crazy and then with this album we definitely get a look into you know Tori's you know psyche, um so. But yeah, um, but trust me, trust me, trust me. Listen to the whole thing. If you're gonna give this thing a listen, don't just pick a song and then listen. Trust me, listen to the whole thing and then pick the songs you like from there. You know, this is like for me, I, I know it's only April, but I feel like this is a strong contender for my personal album of the year. And I feel like it's gonna be like really hard to top this album for other artists that still have to come out. Um, but you know, I definitely like I strongly believe that this is gonna end up in my top five at the end of the year. Um uh, what's it called, but yeah, but you know, we still got a lot of twenty twenty left. Uh we still got a lot of a lot of music that still needs to be dropped, you know what I'm saying? Meek uh might drop. Kendrick might drop, Cole might drop, uh, I think Big Sean is supposed to drop, um, you know, a lot of people haven't dropped, and a lot of people are supposed to drop, um, yeah, man, uh, what's causing it, man, uh, I don't even know, we don't even know the update on R9 at this point, Rihanna's album, we don't even know, um, so, yeah, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of music to come out, um, Culture 3, 
uh, it still needs to come out. Uh, you know, they said that. Uh, what's cause it? They said they're waiting for this whole coronavirus thing to be over. Um, so before they drop Culture Three. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to ramble on. I'm starting to ramble on. All right. Um, but so yeah, that's uh, that's been it, man. Um, so yeah, the real deal uh, is available on Anchor. Uh, Spotify, man, it's available on Spotify. Uh, I haven't heard back from Apple Podcasts yet, but uh, it's available on Spotify. Just search R E E L space D Y L on Spotify, and it should pop up. Link will always be in the description. And um, yeah, Twitter and Instagram D Y L A N underscore C B E. Um, I strongly recommend Twitter. Uh, that's why I'm more active. So yeah, Twitter D Y L A N underscore C B E, and uh, yeah, man, we are approaching a 30 minute mark, man. This one was quick. I think it's shorter than last episode, but you know, uh, I will catch y'all next time, man. Peace.